Welcome to Biswell. Hi, Melissa. I'm still standing after all these years. Right? That's how it feels like. We've been home for, now this is our third week, and thank God we are still standing. But happy Friday. Happy Friday, Melissa. That was my favorite. Elton John. You've seen him in concert before, haven't you? I've seen him many times in concert, I have, yes. I haven't been so lucky, but uh, I felt like that song was uh, was speaking to me today. I feel good that we're still standing after being home for another week because of the coronavirus. I'm assuming you got copyright clearance in order to play that song. Oops. <laughs> Thank you. It was like less than 20 seconds, so I'm uh, sure Elton will, will yeah, be okay with that. I don't think he'll be yeah, exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So welcome to Biswell, another week here at Quarantine Shelter in Stay at Home. And today we are talking about caring for your team, your work team. If you don't have a work team, then maybe your home team, but caring for your team during this crisis. What's happening in your work world? How's your team? What's going on? Um, I think everybody is, and we touched on this, I think last time we talked about, I think everybody right now is really surprised at the amount of activity they have going on because I think everything that people ordinarily don't do because during their normal work week, they're either traveling or you know, out seeing customers and have things going on, they're doing now. Mm -hmm. So all little details, all little tasks, everything is getting brought to the surface. So I think my team this week is probably a little overwhelmed. Anything specifically or just the whole, I think it just now hit everybody. This is the new norm, right? I, I think it was more, um, yeah, it, this is the new norm, but also, my goodness, look how many things I have on my calendar now. How many webinars we did today. Look how many you know projects that have surfaced that we need to do. All this stuff is coming out of the closet of things that should be done, um, but that you just didn't get to. Yeah, absolutely. I think I feel more busy now than I was even before. So having all of our normal projects and tasks and now added all this extra because we're remote and doing business differently. Um, I, I think one of the things my, my day job is doing well, and I know you're working on this as well. I think one of the things taking care of our teams during times of crisis would be to be open and honest. And I think we're doing that the best we can from top down. We've had uh, more communication than we normally do, which is really good. Um, I had a staff meeting with my team this week, you know, talked about what our priorities and goals are to help them. But just, I also just tried to say, hey, you know, we want to hear from you. If you're not okay, I don't know what we can do for you, but we want to listen and we want to be here to try to help. So what do you guys do? Doing on the um, on that front of keeping open and honest with communication. Well, certainly increased communication. So I had three team calls with um, all my all my uh, direct reports this week. So and we did um, two of them um, with uh, Zoom. So Microsoft Teams actually, so that we could all see each other and check in on each other. Uh, the company's doing a two next week actually with the your senior leadership team of the company. One for all employees, and then one for not only employees but also for all of our manufacturers reps out there so mm -hmm. there'll be literally hundreds of people on that one uh, getting an update on what the company's doing how things are going you know what's happening right now during this time uh, definitely increased communication and I think communications I've also noticed and I've noticed this in myself too because I can be aggressive I think at times that has been much more compassionate mm -hmm. much softer much more compassionate much more yeah much mm -hmm. more uh, in tune with the situation well, that's good that's what people need right now and I don't know if it's happening in your uh, 
business, any rumors on layoffs, those kind of things. I think those that's what people are thinking. I think our company went and you know tried to make sure everybody felt comfortable that at least for now, it's status quo, jo- jobs aren't changing. Has there been any communication or would you recommend for those people who are maybe thinking about that, that companies should be, again, being open and honest with that? You know, that's a, that's a really interesting question because you, I think you could argue both sides of that. I think one, you could say, yes, you know, the, what initially I would think, yes, absolutely. I want to be open and honest. I want to know about those kinds of things. But to say it may be happening or maybe coming, it's fearing people. Yeah. And, and sometimes I think it's better just to, you know, when it happens, it happens versus, you know, the, the constant thought of it and, and, you know, worrying about when, it, when is it going to happen? You know, how are things going? I, I can go both ways, I think, on that one. Yeah, I guess, I mean, the only way I would say to go ahead and do it would be just to sort of minimize the chatter so people can focus, you know, because if they're thinking it, it's like the elephant in the room, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, so fortunately, I think uh, we, we don't have to worry about that right now. Hopefully you won't either. Well, you know, so as you know, we're in a little kind of different professional worlds and mine is definitely affected right now by what's going on out there. And I'm not sure at this point. I'm really not sure. So far, you know, thank goodness, our um, our sales have been holding. Our manufacturing plant has actually decreased capacity a little bit, but it's been kind of a natural thing where we have some people that have been quarantined and we have some people that don't want to come into work right now. They're taking vacation time. They don't want to be in a building, you know, that's that's full of people. And even though we're, we're doing the proper things to uh, distance socially and, mm-hmm. uh, and do everything that's expected at this time. Yeah, well, I think that's a great first tip. So communicate often as much as you can to be as honest and forthcoming when you do have that information. Good. So the listeners may just have heard you took a little sip. It is Friday happy hour. So what's on uh, the happy hour menu today? So we actually have a wine from the Possessor called the Possessor, which is from Tooth and Nail Wines up in Paso Robles, California. So it's kind of interesting because their, their slogan, one of their slogans is scars on our hands and pains in our bodies. We press on. So oh, nice. which is kind of interesting. So this wine born of rugged earth and earnest toil is a testament of our struggle. So I thought it was kind of an appropriate yeah. wine for what's happening right now. Absolutely. And I haven't tasted it, but what's your... Um... I think it's very nice, actually. And, and um, I think we, we, we've been to this winery, I think, a couple times. It used to be the castle that's up there in oh, Castle yeah. Robles, and now it's uh, it's been redone. They have uh, they have new owners and um, new winemakers. So, yeah, it's, it's very nice, actually. Very good. Well, I'll take a sip in just a minute. So getting back to our teams and how we're caring for them during this crisis, I know I've heard you quite a bit uh, touching base with your team regularly, and I think that's an important thing to do during this. So how has your communication increased, and how, how are you navigating that? Just check-ins, or is there purpose behind the calls? What Tell me about that. Uh, there's both. I think the check-ins I've been doing have been um, short and to the point, because I think people, as I mentioned, with with increased activity now um, at home, with office work increased activity, I think people are getting bombarded with emails and bombarded with, um, with projects, at least I know my team is. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to keep my check-ins brief and to the point. I'm trying to keep my emails brief and to the point, trying to make sure I don't send emails after working hours. Um, and I actually put an article up on LinkedIn last week that kind of talked about some of the things that as leaders, some of the things that we should be doing. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to have boundaries, I'm trying to be respectful of the fact that the fact that people are home, that people um, are home that aren't used to working from home, right. have kids and dogs and meal preparation and trying to get to the grocery store safely and all these other things going on. So I'm, I'm trying to make sure everybody has boundaries. That's a good one. And that was one of the uh, tips I had to talk about a little later. So touching base and creating those boundaries. I think true leaders know that, but this is the time they absolutely should be stepping up and, and again, not bombarding 
other people in the weekends and the evenings with emails and phone calls and hopefully, like you said, having a little compassion towards people who are now working at home with children and their spouses or significant others or roommates. So it is a really tough time. I did have someone, a friend of mine, um, not, not a peer in my company, but a friend of mine uh, was talking to me about that. He had something that was, they thought that was, was something nice to do that actually went bad. Oh. And that is they started a kind of a text message string that was kind of joking and uh, full of things to try to uh, and make people lighten up a little bit about the situation. And it was one of those things that kind of got started with, uh, you know, a cute little joke and then ended with some inappropriate behavior or some oh. inappropriate texting Yikes. that for the workplace environment wasn't good. Maybe a word of caution about that, you know, keep it professional. And um, if you have to, if you have to think about it, it's probably not a good thing to do. Right. And I think what may be okay for some people is not okay for others. And what we think is funny is not funny to others. And so you're absolutely right. You have to remember who your audience is and remember even if you're trying to bring light and happiness you, you still need to be professional you know part of the compassion um, discussion too so we um, actually did a cool thing this week too we let people we usually have a use it or lose it vacation policy where mm. you have to use it you can only keep you know x amount of your vacation time for a rollover a very small amount and we uh, did away with that for this year so oh, wow that's so awesome people who have had to cancel their vacations and who uh, now we're, we're looking at perhaps um, you know having to be working through the end of the year and, and lost that vacation time, they can now extend it out and use it. So I actually thought that was a very a compassionate thing. Absolutely. So meaning if they get two weeks vacation this year, but they don't get to take it for whatever reason, they're going to get it next year. So they don't, they won't actually. Correct. Take it. Right. Mm-hmm. So they can take four weeks next year, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. That would be nice. I've worked for a company once that would pay you at the end of the year. You either had the choice to roll it over or get paid, which a lot of people would love to take a few extra dollars around the holidays. So it's another good option for people to consider putting in. That's a, another compassionate option option people think about reinstating now yeah especially because people are going to need money talking about you know keeping in touch with your team and communicating some of the questions I've, I've heard other people ask and or that I've asked to start a discussion with people or you know you know tell me about your biggest worries or concerns right now you know and that might be a way to if people are worried about their job let them or maybe it's not even their job maybe it's their spouses but it's a way to show just by listening that you care another one could be you know how are you feeling about things how do you feel about our company's current you know situation prospects some good questions to start because i know a lot of times i sometimes wait for my leaders to ask me and when they don't then i don't always feel comfortable to come out with any concerns i have so as leaders i think it's upon us to start those conversations and initiate and help people i totally agree one of the things we did this week uh touching base we did a virtual happy hour so actually, uh, and Suzanne put it in her weekly newsletter that went out to the entire company, but it, you know, it was a picture of her computer screen with all these, I think six or eight little boxes and everybody put their drink up and she took a picture and it was a short 30 minutes, but it was nice. We were trying to have a little social nourishment and really not even talk about work. So that was fun and interesting. And the first time I've ever done a virtual happy hour. That's good. We actually did something too. There's, um, the local paper here in San Diego has, instead of a, uh, the bracket for March madness and everybody knows what I'm talking about where you fill out the teams and you get the ultimate winner and you're in a pool and typically offices will have prizes and etc. They're doing uh, the best sports movies of all time. Oh, that's a good idea. So it starts with the top 64, goes to 32. Actually, it's down to the Elite Eight right now. And, and so I've been sharing that with all my team as well. It's a, just kind of a, a take your mind off thing. So it's kind of a cute thing the San Diego Union Tribune is doing here in town. Very cool. Uh, for showing care through this crisis, I think, and you've already touched on this, but you know, helping people with their workstation and work setup. Not everybody's used to working remote. So have you had to help them, you know, give them advice 
access to what equipment to have or where to create their office space. Yeah, what's interesting is that without without being uh, without any kind of suggestions from the field, our IT team actually started doing that last week. Um, every other day, they're sending out a tip of how to work from home, how to use Microsoft Teams, you know, what to do if you're having trouble connecting to the VPN. Um, so they've been sending out a tip every other day as to you know for people who aren't used to working from home from a technology aspect anyway, mm-hmm. what do and how to work the problems. They also set up a special uh, email hotline so that if you're having a problem specifically to do with um, any of your technology needs in, in working home, that it'll, it'll get an immediate response. So I thought that was a very nice thing. I like that. We've had the same, not from IT, but we've actually had our ergonomic group send us tips. And they're very much focused on, for instance, you know, what I just did here is making sure your computer is aligned with where your hands are so you're not going up and having, you can't see me, the listeners, but, you know, a carpal tunnel. And there have been tips about where the wrist position should be, head posture, your feet to the floor. That would be the David Muir arm positioning. Melissa, well, <laughs> is that who you're referring to? Exactly. <laughs> Why don't you tell, listeners are not going to know the, the inside joke on that. So my daughter works for ABC News, so it despite, we watch uh, our or another newscast, but we always watch ABC News every night as well. And David Muir has a very, uh, very restricted position that he takes when he's sitting behind the desk, and his arms are almost always in the same position and very rarely moves. So, yeah, one uh, arm looks like it's actually could be artificial. Like it just, it's so stiff, it just sits at a certain angle all the time and it doesn't move. It does, but right. I'm sure ergonomically that's probably a good position to be in. Right, exactly. So I think that's an important tip. So if you are working from home or never have before, there's a ton of online tips and or your office may give you some as well, but make sure your office space is set up that it's correct so you don't come out of this home stretch with uh, aches and pains or carpal tunnel or any of that. Also for people that don't work from home, I mean, you're talking about ergonomics, it's important to remember to get up and stand. Now, I mean, oh, yeah. your, your iPhone, your, you, you can program things to remind you even. It's important to do that, to get up. If you, even if you're used to sitting at a desk at work, um, you probably have to get up more at work than you do when you're at home because you tend to zoom in a little bit more on what's happening in, in the workplace and what's happening right at your computer. So important to remember that you got to take a break. You got to get up and stand. You know, Absolutely. Go outside, get your face in the sun for a few minutes and come in back in and go at it. That reminds me, we did, and I, I'll post it in the show notes or someone can send me an email, I'll share it. We did a bingo this week and it was for virtual work at home and it was things like get 500 steps during a conference call, get up and walk around or you know eat four fruits and vegetables today. And so it was things that were helping people keep mentally and physically healthy as well as um, tips just as you mentioned like getting up getting out of your chair walking around good good ideas all right so we have done I think four or five good tips on open and honest communication touch base often uh, this is all on how you care for your team during this crisis we talked about home office ergonomics we talked about compassion we talked about respecting boundaries boundaries right? absolutely mm-hmm. and I think we have one more tip before we wrap up and have a little bit more of our wine. Um, I think if, I think another important one, Melissa, is to um, always maintain a positive attitude, especially if you're a leader at this point in time. Mm-hmm. There's enough that people are worrying about right now, and you know what? We don't need to start every conversation about the coronavirus and what's happening and what's going on. Um, you, know, you know, be positive. Remember to bring some positivity to people right now. Think, talk about some other things. You know, Absolutely. Talk, talk, talk about some things that are uplifting. You know, not not you know how bad the virus is and what's happening with your community and you know the down 
downside of what's happening. There's an awful lot of good things happening every day, too. We might have to dig a little bit to find them, but it's absolutely essential because there is so much negative news and so much uh, fear out there right now that absolutely, I think that's the great last tip to leave with people is the positivity. We saw that video this week of, um, what's the guy's name from, from Office? Oh, John Krasinski. Yeah, that was that was very good. Yeah, yeah. Where, he had, where he interviewed uh, Michael, his old boss. Yeah, so it was very good. So if you haven't seen this clip, it was on Facebook and all over socials. Just go find it. So basically, he's in his home home and he's created what he's calling the good good stories or wait something like we need good stories happy stories and it's fun he set it up like a real network and then he interviews Michael and it's just fun and again he's just all about focusing on positive things out there because like so many of us getting tired of hearing just all the negative so good point John I'm just looking for the name of that because that was kind of a good thing to uh, uh, to watch yeah, and he it, people were posting and sending him good stories and he was actually talking about them on it's called SGN, some good news. Some good so news. So it's like the SG network, some good news network. So, good news, yep. Yeah, he has this little sign behind his desk that's made by his daughter. So yeah, it's very it's very cute. Yeah, so we should get some good stories and send it to him and maybe we'll get on the uh, some good news network with mm -hmm. our friends from the office. Well, it's great to have you back again to the Bizwell Podcast. Maybe we'll make this a regular Feel Good Friday. I'm feeling pretty good right about now, Melissa. So. Well, good. Yeah. You've <laughs> only had one sip of your wine, so I know it's not your wine. Maybe it's the Bizwell Podcast. That absolutely is. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us and we look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bizwell Podcast. Until next time.